Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome, welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I am Crystal Crawford, and I'm currently in my sister Heather's basement. I am in Colorado right now, and I'm really grateful to be here. Actually, as we speak, her and her little five-year-old son, Simon, my nephew, are upstairs and just chit-chatting. And So I'm really grateful today, and I'm on the road. So for those of you that uh, keep track of me, I'm now I'm in Colorado, and I will be traveling. Well, I'll be in Colorado for a bit, actually, and then I'll be probably be traveling to Georgia, and then I'll be traveling... Uh, up to Saskatchewan, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. So basically, I'm on a, a road trip walkabout tour until I change it. Hi, guys. Hi, Sabrina. Hi, Celine. Hey, Carrie. Nice to see you guys. So I call this, I call today's show, um, The Money You Should Have from the Life That You Can't Seem to Start Living. And this, the title came out of a number of things, uh, but one of them in particular was this email that I got from somebody that I know. And she just emailed me and she's like, this is a, this is a show request or a class request, but here's my thing. And you guys are always welcome to do that. If you ever want to just email me and give me topics, I'm like super keen. Hi guys. Hi Bobby John. So, um, the money you should have from the life that you can't seem to start living. So I'm going to start with her question and then I'm going to riff on that and let's just see where we go. And if, if this brings up anything for you, feel free to like throw it in the comments and, um, chat with me around this topic because I'm super happy to do that. Okay. So she goes, can you speak about something related to jobs, taking a part-time job and more specifically just doing work that you really enjoy feeling fulfilled and are paid really well to do it? Does anybody else want that kind of stuff work that you actually feel really fulfilled to do and are paid really well to do it? She's like, I know it's not one or the other. Um, and I'm going to try to keep this short, but bear with me. I need to tell a little bit of a story here. So I realized this weekend that I continuously take these stupid jobs that are below me, below my pay grade, below my interest level. And yes, interesting point of view again. Um, but I noticed I get into these loops of them being low paying temp jobs, no stability and no future. You're treated in a way that I don't like to be treated and blah, 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 blah. So I've been asking a lot of, um, a lot around this. Like, what do I like about this? What do I like about this? And even though I say that I don't, I keep creating it and you know, all those things. I like variety. I like meeting different types of people who are usually cranky or very colorful. And I find that entertaining. I like doing a bunch of different jobs. It keeps me interested. It gives me comedy material on and on and on. Um, but there's new choices that I'd like to make. I wonder what it would be like to do jobs that I love and that pay me incredibly well and I'm brought in for my expertise. This would give me variety and prestige and a shit ton of money and flexibility and happiness and fulfillment and why the heck don't I or haven't I chosen this? Like That makes sense that I would have chosen this, right? So yeah, with awareness comes new choices and new questions and I'm digging all of it. It's just, this has been on my mind. So I had a conversation this morning uh, with my friend Stephanie and one of the things that's changing for me or has been changing for me is that the stuff that really used to light me up or set me on fire or motivate me or, you know, put a fire under my ass has just completely changed. I just, I don't have the same motivations. I don't have any need. I don't have any lack. I don't have any of the things that used to be. And then I don't even really have this burning desire to do the things that I had to do that I had last year, you know? And so 
I've been really wondering for myself, it's like, when I'm saying I want, one thing I know is like, when I'm saying I want something, and when I look at what actually is showing up in my life, and they don't match, you know, I say I want this, but what's actually showing up is this, they're not matching, then I know that something is, I know that I'm not, something's awry, right? I'm saying one thing, something else is showing up, whatever is showing up is me creating my point of view. So I always have to look at what my point of view is. And so one of the things with this email, and, and you've got to do this with your life as well, is like, look at what you're actually creating. Look at what you say you desire, and then look at what you're actually creating. Do they match? And so she's doing these part-time jobs, and a lot of the things that I heard her say were like, I want something that's going to give me prestige and a shit ton of money. Now, that sounds like a good thing to want, right? Like, that sounds like something that we should want. Of course, like, why wouldn't you want that? Of course you want that. Let's create that, right? Um, I know that I can choose anything. And so, hey, Marianne, hi, Ben. So if I can choose anything and all of that's possible, then for what reason can I not just choose this and it just show up? Well, the thing is, like, you probably don't give a fuck about any of that. <laughs> and by probably, I mean almost definitely. So I'm going to sort of weave my conversation and that I had this morning into this email. I was started looking at this morning, like, what do I, what do I really care about now? And is that even the question, right? Like, is that a question that's going to get me the information that I want? And here's the thing about functioning from question of like, and, and instead of conclusions, because I, I can do conclusions really, really good. But I've really been asking to function for more question and more awareness and more choice, right? And if that's what you're asking for, then you got to look at this. So it's like, okay, so what, what is it? What is it that would be so interesting to me that I would actually create it? And this is the thing about things like prestige and a lot of money and like creating a business where you charge $20,000 per client, but nobody ever really signs up is that you're creating something that you think looks good, that you think should work. And yet it doesn't actually actualize because it doesn't match what you truly desire. It just doesn't match. And this is where, like, I invite people to look at this all the time. And I look at this all the time. Like when I truly desire something, I create it. And you got to look at that for yourself. Is like, if you truly desire something, you create it. So then if that's true, and it would be nice, it would be nice to actually desire to have more money in the bank and to actually ask for more money and actually create more money and choose more money. What is it that you would have to choose to make that interesting for you? Because as an infinite being, and as, especially as a humanoid being, um, you don't care about money. You, you, don't, you don't have a point of view about it. You know, like I'm on the road now. I don't have a roof, but I have plenty of roofs. I've got friends all over the world. I've got places I could stay. I have money I can use to stay somewhere if I don't have a friend in that area. Like I don't need, you know? And I don't actually really need a lot of fancy clothes. I don't need a lot of the stuff that I really was really important to me last year. So with that gone, with that, even that, even the need to try all of that on and see if that was my reality, I'm left with, okay, so what would I just like to choose? Because I like to choose it because it would be fucking fun to create. And I get that for me, I'm shopping for my reality again. And I was saying that to Stephanie this morning. I'm like, I think part of a lot of this road trip for me is shopping for my reality again and actually getting out in the midst of it. That's a phrase that I keep hearing myself say, like getting out in the midst of it, like talking to people, rubbing shoulders with actual people instead of being in my house on a hill, like just pumping out programs all the time, which I will still be doing and like, and really choosing to live. And 
So I think there's these, you got to look at if whether or not you've decided things, right? Because anytime you decide something, you decide that you care about this and that you want this, and then you keep trying and you keep trying to actualize it, but it doesn't actualize. That's that trying to actualize and it doesn't actualize is where you're going to start to look at what have I decided here? Have I decided something? Yes or no? And if it's yes, okay, so everything that I decided about this, I'm going to go ahead and destroy and create all that. Right or wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all in, shorts, boys and beyonds. Because you can't create prestige and money and this all this stuff that sounds really good to our ears from a place of decision. You actually can't create from decision. The only thing that's going to create for you is your choice to create. So if you're not currently choosing to create, then you don't give a fuck about that thing. And it's, it's fun. I keep saying you don't care, you don't give a fuck. I'm using that really loosely because you as a being care. That's your functional state. You as a being care. You care about people. You care about that. You care about that. You care about the earth. You care. And if something's not interesting to you, you won't actualize it. You will not actualize it. You, you might, you might, you'll give lip service to it. You'll talk about it with your friends. You might write a blog about it, but you won't actualize it if it's not something that's interesting to you. So I've been playing with this in a number of different ways. And one of the ways that I've been playing with this, like, okay, so what could I choose that's big enough for me? Now, you got to even look at that one a little bit because big's a judgment. Foundation classes are a great example. Like, is it actually fun for me to create a foundation class with less than five people? It's not. Okay, then I got to get to work. Because apparently, according to Gary Douglas, to have classes of 10 or 15 people, you got to talk to six to 10 people a day actual people, not just on social media, right? There's this stuff that you have to be willing to do or be to actualize the things that you're asking for. And, um, and so I want to sort of weave back into this email because one of the things she started to look at is she's like, it seems like, um, she read back over her email and she kind of added to it. And she was like, in reading back, over the reasons why I like choosing what I have, they're all bullshit. She's like, but it has to do with not feeling good enough, feeling less than, feeling dismissed, not feeling like I can get the jobs that I really like, self-esteem, childhood wounds, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and you know what? The other piece of all of this, the other piece of what's actually showing up in your life is that you will always create your underlying point of view. You will always create the proof of your underlying point of view. And feelings and feeling not good enough and feeling like you're less than and all of that stuff that's it's really popular, like self-help lingo, are they're not actually real and true. There are these things that we create that we're taught to create that we use to justify whatever it is we're choosing. And I happen to know this woman, and she's a one potent motherfucker. <laughs> she is potent as hell. And she basically creates whatever she desires. And pretty much most of the people that I know that are like, hey, why is this thing happening that I don't understand why it's happening? Like, what's actually going on? Are, are pretty potent motherfuckers, including me. And I'm like, okay, so if none of that's really true, if none of the story that I've created around this thing that I'm doing is actually true, if it's all just a created story, which every single thing is, every limitation, every belief, every, gosh, low self-esteem, low self-worth, all this stuff are stories. And that, that's not a hard-ass point. That's just true. And you, you got to start to look at how much we actually create around why we can't do something 
or we use money as the limitation why we can't do something, or we use time as the limitation why we can't do something. We just create all these things about why we can't do something, which completely disempowers us and leaves us with like, well, then I guess I'm fucked, right? <laughs> which we fight, and then we resist. Anyway, it's this whole thing. But the truth is that you're powerful beyond measure, and you can use that power to create in a way that slows you down and makes it harder and gives you things to work through. Or you can use that power to create to really go after and reality search for yourself. Like go on a reality reality search. Try on different realities. Like whose point of view is it? Whose point of view is prestige and money? Is it yours? Whose point of view is champagne and Prosecco every day? Is it yours? Whose point of view is... Um, eating at fine dining places all the time. Is it yours? This is some of the stuff I've had to been asking myself. And as I've been unraveling all of that, I'm like, my actual desires are really different, not totally different, but a lot of them are really, really different than some of the ones that I've been going after and saying that I really, that I really desire. I don't actually care about most of that stuff. So there's something else that motivates me or that I would be so thrilled to choose that would actualize money in my world. There's probably a bunch of something else's. One of the pieces of conversation that we got into with Stephanie today with her and I was looking at the way Gary Douglas creates. And, you know, I, I brought up the fact that he's bought a castle and he's got project possibilities and stuff. And she said, so get your awareness on this. Like, did he buy those because of buying a castle? And I was like, hmm, no. Did he buy those to change people's realities? Yeah. I was like, okay, that's interesting to me. Creating something like that or whatever as a project or as a thing, as a catalyst to change people's realities, that's interesting to me. But that's not something that I've actually included in my conversation with myself. And one of the things I realized was that I kept looking to this reality. And this reality is the contextual reality that we have all around us. I kept looking. I was on this search, but I kept searching within this contextual reality of like, do I want to try on that reality? Do I want to have that reality? Do I want to have that house reality? Okay, I've already done that where I can travel the world and go to classes. Got that. Check. Already lived in big houses. Check. Already driven a nice car. Check. I've done all these things. And now it's, I'm still like that unfulfilled, like, all right, well, that's fine. And I could create another big house if I want to. And, you know, I could create tens of thousands of dollars. I can, I already know I can do that. I can probably create more than that. What else? And that's when I realized that I kept looking. I was, I was continuing to look in this contextual reality for something that would be fun to create. And all of it was like, mm, I could do all that, I guess, if I wanted to. But the thing about what I desire to create is it's beyond this reality. And I can't put, you know, you can't put a number on that. You can't actually, like, call that something necessarily, right? Like, a lot of that's energies, and a lot of it shows up in ways that look like they're a part of this contextual reality, um, but are creating something really different. And if I don't ask for those energies, at this point, there ain't really nothing that's going to motivate me. Because I'm like, all right, I know I can do all that. I did that. I did that. I did that. And... You guys might be in a really different place with this, but what I'm hopeful for is, is that you take this conversation and you go, am I looking to this reality to try to find something that's going to be interesting for me to create? Am I looking to this reality to give me the reference points of what it is that I came here to create? Because if you're doing that, you're not actually going to find it because it doesn't exist here. Or am I willing to look beyond this reality and go, what would I really 
like to create. Because what you really like to create is going to be the thing that motivates you. That's going to feel like the fire. That's, I don't know what it's going to feel like, actually. But that's going to be the thing that you're like, yeah, that. I'm having that. Because the things that you choose, you actualize. That's it. The things that you choose, you actualize. Anything you're not choosing, you don't actualize. And choice is creation. The choice to do something, the choice to have something, the choice to go after something, that's the, it's created. The moment you choose it, it's created. The only thing that's left after that is actualizing it. So that's the thing I know about myself is once I've chosen it, I'm going to actualize it. That's my track record. That's my history. That's what I do. That's how I roll. If I haven't chosen, like if it's not actualizing, I haven't chosen it. And it's just, and so if I'm not choosing it, so what's, what's the trick then? Well, the trick is finding something you actually desire to choose. Whose life are you trying to live? Whose life are you trying to live? Who does it belong to? Who do all these things that you say that you want belong to? Do they belong to you? Are they someone else's? Are they someone else's point of view of what a good life looks like? Are they someone else's point of view of what a big life looks like? Are they someone else's point of view of someone else's judgments, projections, expectations of what you should be choosing or not choosing? Are they what you've decided an access person does? Are they, what is that? And what could you change like that? That's the coolest thing about choice is like in the next 10 seconds, you can just change it. You can just change it. In the next 10 seconds, you might have been trying to live out, you know, fucking Al, weird Al Yankovic's possibilities. And in the next 10 seconds, you can change it to being Frank Fridella's, right? Like in the next 10 seconds, you can just change what it is that you've been trying to actualize and just choose something else. And a lot of you guys, I'm, gonna ha I'm having to play with this really dynamically right now. I'm having to really play with this. And I told Stephanie, I'm like, I'm pinging right now. I'm pinging over here and I'm pinging this and I'm looking at this and I'm having conversations with this person and that person and I'm driving to this city and I'm driving to that city and I'm getting so much awareness. And so part of the reason for this title was like the money that you should have from the life that you can't seem to be living. Gary always talks about how, the, he talks about the adventure of living. Not the distractor implant of life. And this is probably actually the other thing that weaves into this. It's the distractor implant of life, living, death, and reality. Like we live from this friggin' distractor implant soup of like, oh, this is what life should look like. And I should want this. And I should have this amount of money. And I should have, according to who? Who the fuck cares? Right? Like, you know, there's a whole continent of, of, of African people. And please forgive me if you're from Africa. And this is totally off base. But, you know, that live with almost nothing. And, and there's joy there and pain and suffering and all the things and joy. And it's like, okay, so, so whose point of view have I decided is more valuable than what I truly desire? And <laughs> show me the money. All right. What do you have to do or be different to actualize money right away? What do you have to do or be different to actualize money right away? What do you have to do or be different to actualize money right away? And so for some of you, you know, you're on the adventure, you're doing the thing. Cool. Show me the money. What do you have to do or be different? For some of you, you know, you're, I'm going to use this, I'm going to blow this way out of proportion, but sitting around waiting for the money to show up. That is not how money shows up. Money follows the party of joy, you know? And I heard that so many times in the beginning. It always pissed me off. I'm like, money follows joy. <laughs> but it's actually true. Money follows joy. What is joy for you? 
What is that for you? You may have to go shopping. You may have to go reality shopping of like, well, this person says joy is that. Let's go try that. This person says joy is that. Let's go try that. I, I think I get joyful when I drive. I don't know. Let's go try driving and see if that's true. You know, I, I love beans. You know, that's joyful. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You're going to have to try on some realities. You're going to have to get out in and amongst it. Go discover what adds those energies to your life. Go talk to people. <laughs> add some energies to your life. Go discover what actually lights you up. That it has nothing to do with what anybody else has projected as the life that you think you should have. The life that you've been saying that you want for umpty, umpty, umpty years. Who does that belong to? You're not actualizing it. So, you know, it's like wearing your underwear on the outside or somebody else's underwear on the outside. It ain't yours. Why are you trying to sport it? <laughs> doesn't fit. Doesn't look good on you. It's got blue stars. Not quite your thing, right? So what if you would be willing to go on an adventure to discover what your reality actually is? And it's very, very likely you're going to discover that it isn't a part of. It's going to be a contribution to this reality. But your reality is very likely so far beyond anything that you've probably ever acknowledged. Or maybe some of you have acknowledged it. That you won't be able to figure it out. You won't be able to use your brain balls to do much with it. You're going to be just getting awareness and choosing what actually brings you joy. And, um, you know, I'm 43 and five years into access consciousness, and, and I find that's a continual exploration. It's continual. It doesn't seem to end. In fact, the more clearings I do and the more willing I am to be no point of view and the more I, you know, leave my need for competition behind, which is an ongoing thing, uh, the more I get to discover that. Because I'm, I'm heading more and more into territory that I don't have reference for. So how does money show up in, in this reality? I don't, I don't know if I know. <laughs> I don't have that information. I've, I'm willing to play. I'm willing to ask and I'm willing to receive and I'm willing to choose. I've got all the tools. All of those tools. With those tools, I can actualize anything. Um, and I'm really going after what is actually true for me. And you know what? That also changes in every 10 seconds. So it's like, okay, so what's true for me right now? Who am I today? What grand and glorious adventures can I have? Who am I today? What grand and glorious adventures can I have? And I want to leave you with one last thing, because I think my phone is going to die soon. Hi, Debbie. I'm so glad it's making sense. I'm like, am I even talking English today? <laughs> I was uh, a, a while back, and when I was uh, in my 20s, I lived in Toronto. And I was an American. I am an American, actually. And I was new to Canada. And I had a Canadian husband, and we were working on getting my paperwork sorted so that I could be legal in the country, and we did it. But that year that I wasn't working and I was in Toronto, I actually took some acting classes. And one of the classes that I took was this improv class through an organization called Second City. And they churned out, they have churned out over the years some of the most famous comics of all times. Like, um, I'm probably going to fuck this up, but like the whole Danny DeVito and... Um, Gosh, the whole Ghostbusters gang, I think, went through Second City. And there's a whole list of people that I can't remember, but really famous 
peeps that are really funny. So anyway, I took this class at Second City, and one of the first rules of improv was always say yes. So no matter what situation that you got yourself into in, you know, imp like you would get a topic, I don't even know, you get a topic and a banana, you know, like, like, uh, <laughs> I have no idea, this is going to be terrible, but like you're, you're in the middle of an air raid and all you have is a banana, go, you know, in the, in, on this, onto the stage with six people and you don't know what's going to show up, you don't know what's going to come out of their mouths, but the one rule that you have is you always say yes. So if you're like, oh my god, the airplane's just drop bombs and all I have is this banana and the other person says shoot it you can't say no you have to say yes so now you have to choose to shoot your banana and do something with that and what was cool about that is they said because the moment you say no the whole scene is done it's killed because if you go well no I don't want to shoot my banana nobody can do anything with that but people can always do something with yes so by the end of the scene, it was absolutely insane. By the end of the scene, you could be on the beach in Tahiti with no pants on. You don't know where you're going to end up. But you do know it's going to be fun, and you're going to enjoy the ride. And everybody's going to get to be as creative as they truly be on the spot just like that. And I was thinking about that the other day. That came back to me the other day when I was looking at this road trip, this choice to be on the road and have no home or be home free or whatever people are calling this, this day, these days. I was like, this is like improv. And literally, that's what I've been playing with since I've been on the road, is just saying yes. I've gotten more invitations from my sister to hang out with my nephews than I even knew I was going to get. And every time, it's light, and I just say yes. I had to reorganize my day-to-day -to, -day to be able to do my Facebook Lives and do this show up at her house so that I could go read to her, to my little nephew's first grade class. It's going to last 20 minutes. It took me a couple hours to get up here, and I had to rearrange my day. And it was yes. And so, what if your life was less about fixed results? What if you were actually willing to get into the improv of it and just say yes? And I don't mean say yes to any old goddamn thing. I mean yes to the things that are like, oh my God, that's so light. That totally disrupts all my plans. <laughs> it's so light. Let's say yes. Okay, it requires money to get there. So what can I do or be different to have that show up with ease? Like, okay, thing, you're a yes, so would you contribute to me having the money? Who else wants to contribute to me having the money? What can I create that would contribute to me having the money? Universe, would you show me the money? Right? Like, the the dance of improv, of and, and I just, I'm sure there's something more there. It almost makes me cry. Just, it's just so cool. It's like, I think for me too, like, I am really seeing... The gift of getting out of my castle on the hill and really getting into the world. And I think we all, at some point, you know, we decide people are hard or too much work or, you know, they're a pain in the ass. We're too aware. We get in and amongst people and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, like, I just wonder if you came here to create something different on the planet, you know? Most of you that I've ever talked to or hugged or chat even chatted with on Facebook have are aware of a different possibility and you know we tend to make all of our search and our hunt and our thing about money and this life and that life and having you know all those things and it's not that those things are included and I'm not saying disregard those things I'm saying what could you add what yes could you add what what just getting in the midst of it and saying yes to stuff could you add that would actualize a life that you can't right now imagine. 
you actually can't imagine the life. If, if you can imagine it, if you can picture it, you're not actually asking enough of yourself. I want to say big enough, but it's not about big. It's about, it's not the judgment of big. It's the energy of big. If you can imagine it, that's reference points. Everything that you're capable of lies on the other side of that. Everything that you can actually choose lies on the other side of everything that you can picture right now. And it's not that it won't show up in a way that you, you know, we, we live in this reality, so stuff's going to show up in this reality. But the way you can choose to function, the way you could be, the way you could create is beyond this reality, where you really do go, what is it? What can I do with it? Can I change it? Where you really do go, what choices do I have here that nobody else has? What adventure could I go on that would, that would take me so far out of my context that it would give me so much awareness and contribute so much to my life? And what do I truly desire? What do I truly want to choose? I think that's it. So if you like this, if you and you share it, I'd be so grateful. And uh, what choices can you make today? What questions can you ask? What 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 could you actually get really clear with with yourself that would contribute? to what it is that you are capable of actualizing that nobody else is capable of. And now I'm going to go read to a first grade class. I'll see you guys later.